Ernest, what's up? Y'all know I'm big on doing your research, sharing your research, and giving credit to where you found the research. But I always get asked the same question. Where do I start with the research? And the answer is easy. It's our sponsor, Yahoo Finance. Whether I'm tracking the daily movement of my favorite companies, doing technical analysis with their easy-to-use charting platform, or checking balance sheets, Yahoo Finance makes something very complex simplified. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been the brand behind every great investor. Whether you're a seasoned investor or you're looking for extra guidance, Yahoo Finance gives you all the tools and data you need in one place. They're the number one finance destination producing a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and so much more. You could actually securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including your 401k and other investments. A comprehensive perspective is what sets apart great investors. And it's how Yahoo Finance ensures you have the insight to look at your wealth in its entirety. With a community of over 90 million users each month, their real strength is helping you on your way to financial success. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor, yahoofinance.com. The number one financial destination. That's yahoofinance.com. You heard me, yahoofinance.com. Don't wait, don't hesitate. I use it. You should go over there and start using it now. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow. I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. You got to kind of dive down to, to, to build up, you know, where you want to be at. You know, um, the pivot. It's, 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 it's a pivot mm -hmm. that, that, you know, we knew we was going to hit this point at some point where you got to shut everything that we doing, like, down for a second so that, that when it rebrands and rebuilds up that you just that much stronger. My graduates from my school being Forbes, backdrop. Backdrop. <laughs> a mic drop. Backdrop. Backdrop. Alright guys, welcome back. EYL. This is going to be an educational and interesting episode. So I always like to tell backstories of the episode before we actually get into it. So we were in Chicago a few months ago. At, what event was that? Uh, the the Blue, Men's Summit? Blueprint. Blueprint. The Blueprint Summit. The Blueprint, Blueprint, Summit. Summit. The Blueprint yeah, yeah, yeah. Men's Summit, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, dope event. And um, we were in, they had like a holding room, which was in the tower. Um, like an apartment at the time, so like a, a holding room, yeah. yeah. So, no, a holding room sounds great. It's definitely a penthouse. It was fly. Green room. Green room. Right? 
Green Room. That's what it was. It's a green room. <laughs> it's nice. It's the best one I've been in. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm just saying it's a it's a green room as far for as that's for what the you, talent. everybody said. The talent was in it for sure. So yeah. um so we was meeting a bunch of people, a few of our friends from Chicago, and then I met Mark. And um he had introduced himself to me. And it's kind of like the East Side Golf situation where people always ask all the time, like, how can I get on the show? And then people always approach me all the time, like, yeah. can I get on the show? I'm flipping houses. I'm like, it's not really a unique situation. No disrespect, but there's a lot of people that flip houses. There's a lot of people that, you know, day trade stocks. But when he said he had a bread company, I'm like, that's interesting. That's a first. I never met anybody that had a bread company. <laughs> right, right. And then he was kind of just explaining to me, you know, the journey, um, why it was important, the whole process. We had about like 20 minute conversation. Yeah. Um, and I thought it was interesting. And then actually, I found out that they had tickets. They was ticket holders to InvestFest. Mm-hmm. They bought tickets to InvestFest Europe, I believe VIP tickets. Yeah. They couldn't make it. Ended up donating the tickets um, to the event in London. So in 2023, when we think about new episodes and highlighting new entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. he came to mind. And I hit him up. And I'm like, yo, you interested in coming on the show? He's like, let's do it. And here we are. So this is a dope episode, Black-Owned Bread Company. Um, The name of the company is called Black Bread Co. So we got Mark and Jamel, um, CEOs of the the brand. And um, it's something that has caught a lot of attention recently. And we always talk about how we need to, like, do more for ourselves, especially when it comes to food. Facts, facts. It's it's important, right? Because it's like we're always relying on somebody else. Exactly. Um, And as far as entrepreneurship... This isn't something that's really that sexy. Like right. Everybody wants to have a clothing brand. No disrespect. Everybody wants to have a clothing brand. Everybody right. wants to now do podcasts. Everybody wants yeah. to, and yeah. that's that's those are important as well. But it's like life essentials. Exactly, is are most important, right? Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to this conversation. So first and foremost, thank you guys for coming. Appreciate it. Hey man, thanks for having us, man. Thank you. you know, it's a pleasure to be here for sure. Yeah they, yeah, they came. They came decked out too. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. So, all right. So, let's get into this. I got yeah. some some questions, but before, where does this start? Where, yeah. What? How do you decide you want to start a bread company? Yeah. Well, you know what? It started in 2020. You know, with the George Floyd situation. You know, for me, it was my personal protest. So, uh, my wife sent me to the grocery store. I had a list. First thing that was on the list just happened to be bread. So, uh, I was extremely intentional on you know, supporting and buying only African-American-owned products. Uh, so as I walked into the bread aisle, literally, I was in this aisle for about 45 minutes and there was no African-American-owned sliced bread companies. And then, you know, I, I couldn't believe it. So I left the store. I didn't purchase anything. You know, I called my best friends like, yo, we got to do something about this. It was more so of a, a call to action. And that that sparked the whole initiative. Like, yo, we have to do this because the fact that we can't feed ourselves in our own communities, you know, it's a real problem that we have not yet really addressed, you know, because between us and Master P and a handful of others, Mm -hmm. you know, it's not a lot of people that's actually going into this industry. And the crazy part about it, it's a big industry. Like bread alone, you're talking about $333 billion a year that's, uh, you know, that's in this bread industry that we are not tapping into, you know. And um, from there, you know, the Black Bread Co. was born and uh, yeah. So we got started. So he calls you. What, what's this conversation <laughs> yeah. like? Because I can imagine calling Shadi and saying, "Like, bro, we got to start a bread company." He's gonna be like, "All right, whatever." 
right? But how's this really going to work? We know nothing about bread. We've never right. been in the nothing. food industry. At the time, you're not even, you're doing something completely different. Right. What's this phone call like? Well, honestly, it was it was quick, bro. So the main thing is, for me, it, it's founded on our friendship, our brotherhood. I know my brother. Mm -hmm. yeah. I know how he thinks. I know how he moves. I know how he operates, right? Yeah. So when he called me, for me, it was quick. It was already a done deal. He called me, he was excited. And I know when he has an idea, one, it is, it's a grand idea. It's something big. It's something, in my opinion, that not the average person or the average mind would think of. So mm -hmm. that's one, he always comes with high level ideas. And then two, I know, I mean, it was a crazy idea. I knew he was gonna do it. Yeah. And you're not gonna leave me out if you finna go do one of the greatest things I've ever heard of. Mm -hmm. And then and then instantly my mind went to, okay, how can I add value to this thought, to this idea? He's bringing me something at the at the time was, it, it was intangible. Like we didn't have anything, we didn't know anything. Right, mm -hmm. right. But at the same time, I look at myself and I take pride in being able to one, make something out of nothing, but I, I can see things and I, I take pride in executing and getting them done and making them tangible. So those skills lined up in terms of us, you know, being friends and us being, you know, our backgrounds in different industries, but it was a done deal from yeah. jump. Just cause of who, who, who brought it to me to be honest. So, all right. So what, so this is 2019? 2020. 2020? Yeah. So what's the steps? All right. So you decide that you want to have a, a bread company. Yeah because you go to the grocery store, you can't find any bread. Yeah. Um, but what happens after that? So for an entire year, so from that time until uh, February, we literally did all the research. You know, we hired attorneys. You know, we wanted to do a search and see was there actually a, a African-American on sliced bread company. You know, we didn't want to you know say anything that wasn't true. You know, and also we was doing the research on what it takes to have a bread company, right? And so one thing that we knew for sure is we ain't know how to bake no bread, right? <laughs> we, especially like no mass producing bread. So first thing that we secured was, you know, a chef. You know, we had to find someone that's able to, you know, put a recipe together, make some bread and a, a high quality loaf of bread. So we knew what we wanted. And I think that's the key is to really map out and know what you want, what type of quality that you're looking for. You know, we've been eating bread our entire lives. So we know we we don't want a bread that's going to tear, you know, that's going to be all, you know what I'm saying, cheap and flimsy. And at the same time, because it's the first African-American on sliced bread, we wanted the highest quality, period. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of times, you know, unfortunately, you know, we get hit with the black people don't know how to do business, right? Right. You know, we get those stigmas and things of that nature. So we had to make sure that we represent well. And um, so after we got the chef, you know, we had to find... Uh, a, a manufacturer or what we call a co-packer, right? That can take this uh, product, formulate it, and then start producing it. And then they can produ produce it at a, you know, high, you know, quantity, things of that nature. And so um, in that, as you imagine, it's a pandemic. No one's taking face-to-face -face meetings, yeah. right. you know? So it took us a long time to find a co-packer. We finally found one out in Wisconsin that was like, yeah, just come on down. You know, we'd love to hear you guys out. And so, like, during this meeting, the guy being in the industry for over 40 years, he said, listen, I just got to tell you this. It's like, I never had a meeting with no black people. You know, he's like, I never sat across the table to, with no, no black people talking about no bread. Mm -hmm. And he said, if you guys going to do this, he said, to be honest with you, y'all going to have a lot of people shook in this industry because y'all going to go from here to here <laughs> and, you know, matter in no time. You know, 
because what, what we found out is the industry, they know we're going to take, you know, our portion, but they don't know where it's going to end and where it's going to start, mm -hmm. you know? So um, when he said that, you know, we just kind of like looked across the table at each other. It's like, you know, we, we know it's going to be pretty something. big. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And then um, after that, we, we did a couple of sample runs. You know, uh, once we had samples, because Jamel always said, man, we can't be no bread company without no bread, right? <laughs> <laughs> like like that that wouldn't work out. Um, and then um, once we, we had the bread, we tasted the bread, it was right. We, uh, we all approved it. We all signed off on it. And uh, now that we have the bread, now it was in, in Jamel's ballpark as far as marketing it, you know, getting it out here. And of course we did the whole, uh, you know, Jamel talked more about that, like designing the packages, you know, getting the bag design, you know, getting the packaging because that's huge, right? A lot of us don't know how to go get packaging for different products, you know? So that's something that we uh, we try to- uh, how, how, how long was that process though? As, as you know, I mean, cause the chef is making the, the recipes. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure you went through hundreds, if not maybe thousands of times. Thousands. Thousands of recipes. Of, thousands. And y'all are eating the bread. Y'all, man. Absolutely. So, 2020 was I'm in the gym now going crazy, <laughs> man. So yeah. talk about that, like finding the chef and then finding the right recipe that says, all right, this is authentic. This is what we're going with. Yeah. So uh, once again, so when we was, had the chef, you know, of course, he'll, he'll come out with, you know, 15 to 20 different types of bread and mm -hmm. we eat it. And each one has something different, right? So one will have is sweet, but... It, it, it falls apart, it's too mm -hmm. soft. Another one will have, you know, it's, it's firm, but it's nasty, you know? Another one will have, uh, it's, it's good, it's firm, it's sweet, but the crust look crazy, you know what I'm saying? So like, it was just all these different types of, of bread. Then at the same time, we wanted something that we can be consistent with as well, right? Because we don't want to put one product out and then it's just inconsistent. Right. So um, after eating this bread, you know, uh, we did gain a lot of weight. At least I did. You know, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know, after after doing all that, we finally like it was like down to the last one. It was at this point, it was really like, bro, we might have to find another chef. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because like we, it's not. It he's not, he not getting it. It didn't taste good. Yeah, it just didn't taste good, man. And uh, we knew we couldn't present that to nobody. Mm -hmm. And then finally, man, he was like, "Hey, here's a batch." Uh, so we went in. Ate the bread, and we was like, "Hold on, dude, this this bread might be it." And then we was like, "Man, let's make a sandwich with it." And I actually took that bread home, uh, and I made a sandwich for my wife and kids. You know, I didn't tell them it was our bread. You know, I just wanted to get like an honest opinion on how they felt about it. And man, they smashed that bread. My wife was like, "Man, it's some good bread right here." She was like, "Y'all bread need to taste like this." And that's when I knew I was like, "Yep, that's our bread." Right there. So what what kind of bread is it? So it's a it's a premium white bread because and uh, it's a honey wheat bread. So one thing we didn't want to do off the back is niche ourselves. You know, it's okay to go into a niche afterwards, but we want to go and compete with the, you know what I'm saying, the Sarah the Lees and, yeah. and, and the top bread brands out here, right? So we wanted to go head to head with them, you know, so we wanted to make sure like if they had a, a honey wheat, we wanted a honey wheat. And a premium white, that's a premium white. And those are two highest selling uh bread types in the industry. Was it was it intentional? And I guess I'll, I'll go to Jamel with this. The labeling of it, right? Because when you said premium white bread, but even when I look at the larger label, it's the first gourmet premium exactly. white bread. Yeah, that's very intentional. Everything, I mean, intentionality is is really the key number one. But everything we did was intentional from the look, from uh, even just when you think of our culture and our people, bro. Excellence, bro. We had it had to represent black excellence. Let's be real. Mm -hmm. So that's what I'm saying. For me, when I hear ideas, when I hear thoughts. 
I, I automatically go to programming. You know what we say. We even from down to the design. We had times where we were looking through designs. And we were like, oh, this is the one. This is the one. And we would sit with it, sit with it for weeks at a time. Yeah. And, you know, redesign and re, you know, restructuring. And it was just one point that I didn't even want. I didn't want to be a sore thumb. I didn't want to kill the vibe. But I was like, I went back to the beginning, and I remember Mark saying that this bread, our products, have to sit on the countertops of a Diddy or, or yeah, Jay-Z, it's gotta be in their homes. We gotta get to that point. Yeah. And and I stopped and I looked at one of the packages one weekend, I was just at home and, and I gave Mark a call. I was like, man, I, I hate to do this. I hate to be that guy, yeah. you know what I mean? Cause I don't want the energy to be off or anything, but I'm like, we gotta go back to the drawing board, bro. Mm. Yeah. We gotta go We gotta go back to ground zero. We gotta go back yeah. to, from, to scratch in terms of design until it's right, until it's what it is, black excellence. So that's down to the bags, the black and gold, you know, just just bringing that royal, that excellent vibe. And now, like fast forward to now, we to the point where our people are proud of, of, of you know, the way the product tastes, of course, yeah, but also sure. proud of how it looks, how it feels. You pick it up off that grocery shelf. We got people holding it up like it's money, like the bread Take, is that's money. That's the first and, time in history for you know that, what I mean? <laughs> Ain't nobody ever take no pictures right. of no loaf of bread, bro. And you, and you see it all the time. You, you got a favorite picture. Yeah. It's, it's a young girl, maybe four or five years old, in the store with her grandmother hugging the bread, in the bread yeah. out, not in, in the uh, checkout line, yeah. holding our bread, holding the package. You know what I mean? So yeah, that, that that picture told me like that's what we did it for. Oh, you yeah. know, because we all remember like the bread we grew up on. You know, like those that like this is generations that we're talking about that's going to grow up on this product, mm -hmm. right? And as the product grows and the brand grows, it's for that because that little girl told her grandma, take this picture of me, mm -hmm. because it's her first time buying a black bread company, and she's been buying it ever since. And so that is the point, is we should be able to go to these grocery stores, these big box chains, which we spend in how much money? Is our spending power two point one point something eight trillion something? Like yeah, that. eight something trillion like that, something crazy. Like, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like that's our spending power. Where are we spending it at? Yeah. A lot of it is in these big box stores, right? And once again, we're not doing anything for our communities, and we wonder why our communities are falling apart. You know why our communities is is, is crazy. Like when we just take that mindset and let's just look around every aspect of the life. This microphone, this stand, this couch, this this table. It's like all this is being manufactured, all this is being made, yes. produced somewhere. Nothing is free. Somebody's getting paid off of everything, mm -hmm. but where's our participation in it? Yeah. You know, when you really just think about the vast amount of material products and, and things that we use, where are we at with it? It's crazy. You can go to a church or school, you can see floors and towels and chairs and mm -hmm. tables and oh, napkins, yeah. like, and we don't have anything. And then we wondering why we so disfranchised financially. Yeah. Yeah. So all right. So you have a formula that you that you use to make bread, right? Correct. The first question that I have is, do you trademark that or do you have a patent for that? Or how do you stop somebody else from using that same formula? Is that possible? You, you have to, yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. So you wanna uh you wanna trademark your, your formula, you know. Um the only thing with the food industry, you know, they can tweak your formula with one or two recipe changes. True. So the thing is, you know. People can know the formula, but they don't know how to make it. Meaning, what's our bake time? Mm -hmm. You know, what's you know how 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 long do we uh, you know what I'm saying process our you know what I'm saying our dough? You know what I'm saying like what's those type of formulas? You know how hot is the water? You know um, when when we mixing and doing the stirring? You know how long do we mix it? You know so it's it's more of a the you know instructions that you really want to keep more secret than what's in it. 
you know, because uh-huh. I can True. give you the 11 seasons of, of, you know, KFC or somebody, right? You but if you don't say. know <laughs> the process of how long they're going to uh, fry it, what oil they're using, you know, and things of that nature, it's not going to be the same. So, all right, so you get, the, you get the blueprint of how to make it. Then the guy in Wisconsin, he has a factory where he just, he's making it. Correct. Yeah. So you he's say this is this is the ingredients, the eggs, da 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 da, the water, the whatever, and he's making like ten different people's products. Exactly. In a big factory. yeah. So like, you guys would be surprised, man. These is these manufactured plants. Yeah. Everybody's products are being made in this. Same. So like, our bread is being made in the same factories as some of the largest bread companies that you guys may eat in your entire life. So for them, that's what they do. And that's something that we have to learn, you know, because yeah. we feel when you want to start a business, if your grandma got that old fish fry recipe, you think you got to go out here and put all the stuff together yourself in your basement and and seal it all up and then do that. It's that's not sustainable, mm-hmm. you know. So when you start getting into a store, and it's not like, scalable, and it's not scalable. That's the point. You know what we want to do? We want to be able to be scalable. We want to be sustainable. And when a, a company, so we going into Target, and this may. Uh, you know, uh, 2023, and imagine going to Target and be like, "Yeah, you know, I make this in my basement." You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you you can't do that. Right. that. You know, that was actually one of our pitfalls, if you will, from the beginning. We yeah, had, we we've had a really relationship with Target almost since we started. It's yeah, been about two facts. years. We've been going back and forth with Target and and getting our infrastructure together so that we can handle. So we can that, handle that. that. That was the main thing. You know, you they like the brand. Can't scale too fast. Yeah, they like the brand. Fast, they, yeah. You know, they've been on board. You know, you, you know enough of what they represent. They wanted to work with us, but we had to get in that place where we, like you said, we were scaling to that point where we can handle it. So, so, before, right, so before you get to Target, though, like after he's manufacturing Wisconsin and producing yeah. it, what's the next step? Because now I'm looking at it like, well, how do we even get it to the people? Right? Are we just right. handing it out? Like, what are we doing? Yeah. So, so we had to bridge the gap. Let's let's be honest. Uh, Let's go back to the sample run. We ordered a sample run of 100 loaves of bread, yeah. gave it to our family. Our now, our now brand manager, Star, Connect the Stars. Shout out to uh, Star. One time for Star. <laughs> one time for Star. <laughs> she actually, uh, she, she knew we were prepared enough. We had taken a year. That was one thing. Nobody knew what we were doing. Yeah. We were quiet. We worked in silence. We did all of our research. So we, it gave us time, right? Star happened to know, being close enough, she knew we were ready. She knew we were ready to launch, yeah. but we weren't going to push the button. We nah, were trying to yeah, be perfect. She pulled the Yeah, we weren't going to push the button. She lets a post go off on social media. Things go crazy. So now in our minds, it's like, okay, we have to launch. We're ready to launch. We have yeah. to launch. Um, we had no following, no followers. Uh, we had locked down our pages, you know, the social media where, you know, it was a placeholder, but no, no, you know, following at all. Um, and finally, um, I was like, yo, uh, we got two days, right? I built the website in two days, um, put put the products uh, up on the site yeah. for pre-order. We had, you know, uh, we had enough, we had a couple loaves of bread, put the products for pre-order on the, on a digital site. Um, and basically we did a live stream, Facebook and Instagram. Thanks. No following, but we was like, man, let's just see if people really rock with the idea, with the exactly. thought of it, right? Uh, we were online for about 20, 30 minutes. We had 10,000 people on IG. Yeah. 10,000 people on Facebook watching. Finally, I was like, yo, y'all can go to blackbreadco.com and pre-order yeah, the bread. Yeah, he surprised us with it because right he now. wasn't even ready for it. Yeah, so no. I'm, I'm watching the phones. I'm watching the you know the laptop. Yeah. It's going crazy. It's going crazy. It's going crazy. So we like, yo, we got something. We got something. Now we got enough capital to go put an order in <laughs> yeah. for the oh, so, bread. So you, so you, was, uh, you was pretty much on consignment. 
Bruh. You, you didn't have so you 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 put the product out before you had the money, but but everything was yeah. was clear to the to the to the to the customer. And 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 here's here's the thing, bro. Like at that point in our business bank account, we had one dollar and eighty seven cent left. We had burnt through all of our savings. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like we like this. How it, much money did it, did it cost to start the whole? So situation? we we start the whole thing with fifteen thousand. You know, so we have fifteen thousand dollars that we started with, and that's to get the. The LLC, uh, to get the LLC, the, the uh, trademark, the trademark, the the, the manufacturer, the manufacturer, the, the bags. How, yeah. how much? How much did you make at first? Like, what was the first? Uh, you said I, I think so. I, when when we launched, when he did the launch, I think that day we ended up doing uh, close to like ten thousand dollars. No, how much? How much did you make as far as like the bread? Like when you gave the first order, was it like twenty pounds? Oh no, no. So so it, it goes by loaves. So um. Our our first order was probably over, uh, like maybe five thousand order, uh, five thousand loaves of bread. Five thousand, yeah, loaves five thousand loaves of bread. Yeah, so we did like over five thousand loaves of bread, um, and the orders kept coming in. Right, you know, and that's when I knew because I'm like, dude, if this don't work. Like, yo, like, you know, we gonna we gonna have to figure something out. You know, somebody gotta put their house up. You know, <laughs> but, but it was the, it was it was the it was the it, the, it was the energy. Yeah, to it's me, the energy around like it. when you starting a brand or you building something, like even just a test, even being prepared, of course. But once you just put that test, that filler out there, you know what I mean? Yeah. Just to see the response that we got back, it started a fire. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Did. So, so we started shipping online. It, I mean, it just it just happened like that. It direct, wasn't direct to consumer. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. It wasn't it wasn't the initial plan. The initial plan was to get on shelves, to get yeah, in stores. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, that but, was a pivot. But it, that but was it a turned. Pivot. Bro, we started out on a pivot. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, how, how did y'all settle on a price point? Because when I hear the branding of it, and I'm hearing gourmet and I'm hearing premium, I'm not thinking that I'm buying Wonder Bread anymore. Yeah, I think I'm nah, doing something different. Exactly. So, how did y'all settle on a price point for the, for the lowest? Well, you know, for our community, you know, um, we didn't want to go too high, obviously, you know. Um, so, we, and we want to be competitive, you know, in, in this space. Mm -hmm. So, um, what I was looking to do was, was pretty much match the highest. Uh, the highest brand that was out, even though our bread was better, higher quality, mm -hmm. but coming off, I was like, well, let's let's just match them at three ninety nine retail. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, if we can match them three ninety nine retail at a loaf, and they want, when they buy into it and they buy the bread and they see that they're getting a higher quality bread, and for the same money that they was paying, you know, then that would convert that uh, that consumer over. And so that's when we would start getting emails, like even my. Uh, my auntie was like, oh my God, I can't believe like this whole time we've been eating stale bread because they never knew what fresh bread tastes like until we put the bread out. Because our the way we, we was doing it is it's in the stores within 24 hours of it's being made. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's a fresh bread. It's not just sitting there just yep. being stale. You know what I'm saying? And it's a very high quality bread as well. And then so the store that we, we launched in that we ended up going into in Chicago uh, they actually started raising the the, the bread from three ninety nine. Then we looked, we went in there. It was like four sixty nine mm, because yeah. the issue was that once we got started, that we wasn't even prepared for it. Because our initial plan when we got to the store was like, "Yo, we bought a van. You know, we we, we hired some couple people. We gonna go in. We gonna fill these stores up. You know, once or twice a week and keep it going." But when I tell you, like the bread was flying off the shelf, where we. Like they calling us back like two or three times a Same day. day yeah. I'm like, bro, we can't we can't do that. Like it's it's impossible to hit all these stores three or four times a day because it's selling out that fast. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, they told us that we 
out of all the products that ever came in there that we sold four times more than any product that went in today's stores, you know? And with that being said, to your point, that live that we did, you know, what that spark was, that's how we got on to uh, like, what's was, what was that show? Uh, Windy, Windy City, City Live. live. Yeah, and media caught on. Yeah. Off of Windy City Live, it's a, another show that I do called Localish. And with oh, localish is NBC show. National. Exactly. Yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah, a yeah. national yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh you know some platform. And that's where Ellen Producers found us. You know, Ellen Producers saw that. And mind you, this is all in the first 30 days. Yeah. This is all in the first like 30 days. Like literally, we, we launched February. We was on Ellen in March. March. Wow. You know, and when 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 Ellen seen it and uh you know and 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 uh Twitch, which you know, rest, rest in peace, peace. Rest, yeah, rest in peace, you know. They love the the bread, you know. They was going crazy for it, man. And uh, you know, we had the and we supposed to be the first guest back to the show since the pandemic, you know. And uh, you know, COVID, crazy COVID, stuff. COVID happened. Lock, crazy in stuff happened, in, and we ended up getting locked. We ended up getting stuck down, and that's yeah. a whole another story, you know, in its own. But man, when I tell you, like, all this happened in thirty days, this is what's letting us know, like, our community wants this. It's, it's a desperate need that we can have and we can capitalize on. How many how many stores did you start with? Because 44. 40, you started with 44 started stores. With and that was stores. based on just word of mouth or that based on resources and people or just networking? How, how did y'all establish 44 stores? Net, networking. We got yeah, networking, up, we yeah. took them loads of bread around town. Like like literally, the first hundred yeah, loads that we bought, the, we, we picked them up one night. The next morning we got up, split up. Yeah, we, yep. We went to we like went around, yeah. all the... Chicken shacks, the Harold's chickens. You know, we went to the the JJ's. We went to mm -hmm. the grocery stores. You know, um, and and like I said, I had a a little experience with products in a in the past, so I know the approach to get into the stores. But we were so excited. I'm like, man, we we just wanted to grind this out. So we just went like face to face with with, with people. And then uh, when we went into uh, Mariano's, where we are in in Chicago, um, we literally you know, went and talked to a buyer. Like we had the loaves of bread, we sent it to her. And she was like, oh yeah, this is perfect because we got a meeting tomorrow. I'm like, great, let, let us know. And then uh, the next day she comes like, they love the bread, you know, let's start setting you guys up in the system. And they did that. And then um, after the Ellen show, every company in the country called us and reached out to us. We had to tell all of them pretty much, <laughs> right. no, we not ready. No, I'm talking not right now. You know, the, the Walmarts, the Targets, the you know, Trader Joe's, um, uh, Kroger's, the you know, Publix, Myers, like everybody, you know, even like huge companies like Kraft, you know what I'm saying, reached out, you know what I'm saying. So, we had a lot of big companies reaching out, mm -hmm. you know, but at that time, we just wasn't completely ready, you know, um, because we, we didn't want to scale too fast. You know, because that's often how you how you you know you lose. So we want to be a, a, a systematic scaling, where we know what we're going into. We can sit there for a second, we can build it out, and then go to the next thing, and then now have a gradual growth. You know, and more be more control of our growth. You know, because even right now, uh, it's a cruise ship, and this is why people need products, man. Because it's a cruise ship, they want to order over a hundred and fifty thousand loaves of bread for one ship. And that's wow. just one delivery. So you talking about uh, a $400,000, you know, PO just one time, you know, mm -hmm. and 
that's over and over and over. So imagine if you get 10 ships, you get 15 ships, 30 ships a, a, a year, you know, like that's just one contract. You know, we negotiated a $20 million contract right now, you know, for one of those uh, um, companies that they make the, 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 the uh, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, you know, with, with no crust around it. Yeah. You yeah. know, they don't make bread. They just make peanut butter sandwiches. So they want, you know what I'm saying, do that. So like, that's a lot of money right there. That's another contract. So then you, you're talking about, um, you know, uh, I can't say it because we do have an NDA with them, but it's one of the largest tech companies in the country. You know, mm -hmm. we are about to be into their cafeterias, you know, all across the country, you know, and they have over a couple hundred thousand employees, you know, so once again, uh, that's another nice contract. So you got crazy contracts out here that's outside of just the grocery chains. So for us, you know, outside of like just the, the restaurants and different things of that nature, as we build our brand out, because now, you know, we have bagels, muffins, uh, we have uh, English muffins. That's be on, uh, we got uh, Delta Airline, so they can be in the first class airplanes uh, worldwide, you know. Um, we're looking again today, they lounges and different things of that nature, you know, and it's just crazy the amount of growth that that we seen, you know, uh, in this short amount of time. All off one, all off one tangible product. So tangible let me product. ask you this because this is perishable. Yeah. So, like, what's the actual shelf life of bread? Like five days? Something I'm, like that? I'm, I'm glad you answered that, man, because, you know, that's the heart. Bread is the hardest product to ever get into. We period. Learned, we learned that so, too. <laughs> we, yeah, we learned that. Like it's it's crazy. So bread uh, for us is about fourteen days. You know, we have about fourteen days. We got a couple of recipes now where we have a fourteen day recipe. I got a three day recipe. So obviously, the shorter the lifespan, the healthier the bread. You know, all our bread is all natural. You know, we don't use any artificial anything like that. You know, um, things of that nature. Um, but yeah, bread is difficult, bro. Like, so after bread, we can do anything because it took me, was it six months or nine months? Uh, it took me like six eight, or seven yeah, months. yeah, six or seven months to find a distributor that can move our bread. Yeah. Cause another thing that, excuse me, another thing that we didn't know is bread companies move their own bread, mm. you know, so they got At, their versus own. Versus any other product. Yeah. You so can, you they got their own logistic company. Yeah. They got their own yeah. logistic yeah. company. So you started with just the truck when you were in Chicago. Exactly. exactly. We were renting trucks. We was renting trucks. We, we started to pick up the bread. Yeah. So um, you was doing it manual? Yeah, yeah. we was doing it So manual. what was the pro? All right, so when you was first doing it and it was direct to consumer. Correct. You had the guy in Wisconsin make it for you. Yeah. Then you would pick it up and then you would actually send it out yourself. Yes. Yeah. And Box FedEx up, and UPS mail, and stuff. UP, yeah. yeah, UPS. You know what? It's, it's funny because so we've been growing. So we just now getting out of that. So now we, we automating that process. You know, um, because we want the field to be like a Amazon, if you will, right? We want people to know when they place an order exactly where their product is at any time. They'd be able to track it. They know exactly when they when it's when it's gonna show up and things of that nature, mm -hmm. right? And it's actually gonna be start coming out of New York, you know. Right. So New York been like the, the all right, our second year of bread. So you got, a, new, you got yeah. a new person that's gonna be making it. No, so uh it's it's gonna be shipped from from Wisconsin to New York. From New York, it's gonna be distributed. Distributed. Yeah. Distributed. As, yeah. as you started scaling, you saw obviously more orders. Do you still need to have the the manufacturer in Wisconsin, or do you look through other parts of the country to find more manufacturers yeah. to show in that process of how? Oh, a hundred percent. So we we always looking. So right now we have like a. 
Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Literally like a book of manufacturers that we can use uh, all across the country. You know, because like to your point, um, you do want like different hubs. So you need like, like New York needs your, New York is so large, you need your own manufacturing here. For, for New York consumers. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Wisconsin can take care of the, the, the Mideast, I mean, uh, Midwest. Midwest. And then uh, when we get down to the uh, South, we have a manufacturer down there that can handle the uh, Atlanta, Texas, uh, Florida. And then we have a West Coast one as well. What, what seems to be the biggest market right now? Ooh. I say, I say, I actually go with uh, Atlanta right now. Yeah, yeah. I, I say Atlanta would be our largest market you know, and then a Being strong next is definitely East Coast. Yeah. You know, uh, so we we supposed to be going into uh, over two hundred giants here. You know, y'all rock with giants. <laughs> you do now. Yes. Do yes. Now. <laughs> yes, I do. I go so specifically just, for the please. black yeah, yeah. So all right. So as you move, all right. A few questions. So how's the logistics working? So you so you just shipped it off to a third party that's handling logistics. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we we have to. Um, and bread is, is so hard to to handle, you know, because you can smash it, it can get smushed. It got to be at the right temperature. You traveling across, you know, the country. You know, if it's in truck or if it's in plane. You know, um, what's the temperature inside of the truck? You know, if it's in boxes or if it's in bread trays. You know, it's just it's so much that goes into it. You know, um, that you have to have a third party. You know, even for us, like one thing that we want to do, we want to keep our company thin. We, we want we want we don't want to you know uh, grow too crazy and start handling too many things. A logistical company that's that's its own business mm-hmm. within itself. So we, that's something that we don't want to we not we don't want to do that. So we want somebody else to handle that. Uh, we do plan on having our own manufacturer at some point, but that's only through acquisition. You know we because we rather you know um, buy a, a existing brick uh, manufacturing company. Where that way now we absorb another brand, 
right? We absorb the employees and the processes and, you know, all the grandfathered in mm -hmm. licenses and stuff is like that is already there and it's already active and we could just move straight into profit, you know, versus trying to build it from the ground up. It's going to take too long. You know, you're going to need, it's, it's too expensive, you know, and on top of that, after you build that, you still only have your brand, mm -hmm. you know? So mm -hmm. at some point we will make that, make that move. You said, so, you, okay. So, all right. But then when you get in these cruise ship deals and tech companies and all of that, now how does that work? Because now that's a lot of product that has to be moved. So oh, is that is that sure. specific? Is that special logistics or is that the same logistic route that no, regular no, yeah, retail that's, people? That's, that's the special logistics. You know, uh, that's almost independent. You know, so we got we to gotta separate our company uh, internally as far as you have retail side and you have food service side. So that would go more into the food service side, you know, where like with these cruise ships, you can't miss. They mm -hmm. they move, you know, it's not buildings. So if you gotta be there at a certain time, you have to be there at that time. Otherwise, you gotta catch them in the next stop. Man. And sometimes the next stop might be, you know, in, in the island somewhere. Mm -hmm. You know, so you know, uh when it comes to to them, they need they direct logistics. You know, everything needs to go straight from the manufacturer directly to them. You know, and it, it can't be no stops and no hesitations really like in between outside of, you know, the law, you know, um, that has to, ha it just has to be there. So that's you two know? different companies? That yeah, that, yeah, that's two different yeah, Two different logistic that's companies. two different logistic companies. So one logistic so, company is is straight, don't stop. The other exactly. one is like the local route. Yeah, local route, you know what I'm saying? And, and, what, and the whole point, what we want to do, the goal is to get to, you don't want to go to uh, a DSD, which is a direct to store. You don't want to do that. What you want to do is get into the uh, every major grocery chain. They have distribution plants, right? So we want to get into the distribution plants. You know, once you go, so I just want to take my bread to their distribution channels. And let everybody take it from there, and then let them handle their own logistics yeah. in, internally. It's cheaper for us. So like Target has their own. They have their own. Yeah. yeah. So we don't. We're not going into every individual Target. We sending it to one distribution plant. I think they got like maybe seven. Yep. We send it to one and out that one, they send it wherever it needs to go and make and fulfill those shelves and, and make that happen. So that, that's game. We had to learn that. Yeah, man. We yeah. had to pick that up, man. Because that's big game. You know, yeah. the, the fastest way to fail is try to do it yourself. You know, but DSD. it's still a quick process because it's like the, you gotta just all right, if it if it lasts three days, well, three days, that's a very short period of time. Oh, it's 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 extremely short. So yeah, so um in it, all right, so in that aspect, if you're doing a three days, that got to be frozen. Okay, you have to freeze that because so so once if once you freeze it, it it keeps it where it is, and then once it they can store it, it yeah, yeah, they can store it, and then now they can still take take two days to get there, mm -hmm. and then once they they let it out and let it slack, which means like let it melt out, uh, then it has three days from that point, you know. So that's so, like when you put that. To sell by best exactly sell by. okay exactly so if you see like that little orange sticker on there yeah nine times a ten that was a probably frozen product you know what I'm saying uh so they froze it and then you could do it that way because that's the only way to, to do it because like you said to, to otherwise yeah. you know it'd be it molded by the time you get there so, so how do y'all balance the inventory right so I know sometimes and we I'm just talking from a standpoint of having merchandise it's like you don't want to have too much and not be able to sell and yeah. you don't want to have you don't want to have too few and you have a high demand. Yeah. So when you're doing this, like, is there a number that y'all have to produce every day? No, we do not. So uh, I go by POs only. I only order when they order. You know, bread is one of those industries. I can't pre-order it. 
you know, because Not if really. I pre-order it, it's just sit there. By the time you you place an order, you know, I, I can't do that. So once an order comes in and say, hey, this company ordered, you know, XYZ, I can send that, that PO to my co-packer. My co-packer can produce it, make sure it's done at the time it needs to be done at. And then I have my truck uh, driver uh, pick the pick the product up there and then take it directly where it needs to go. Gotcha. You know, yeah, I'm trying to get to the point where I don't see the product at all. You know, it needs to go directly from co-packer to where it needs to go. But it, it's only, it has to be uh, POs. Mm. So the first 30 days, it sounds like you were profitable. Yes. Right? Within the first day, yeah. I'm assuming that it's been profitable ever since. Yeah. So what's, what, uh, what are some of the expenses and, and some of the cash intensive processes of being in, this, in the bread industry? Man, it's a, it's a ton of expensive, man. Everything that you man, can think power, of. Manpower, yeah. Uh, uh, you got rent, you know, you got to have a facility, you know, mm -hmm. you got to have office space, you got rent, you got to have a truck, you got insurance. Uh, first of all, let's talk about this insurance. Insurance, insurance crazy, you know, because, because you got to have insurance where if anybody, you know, bite the bread and break a tooth or, you know, get <laughs> choked or, you know, anything crazy happens, somebody want to sue you, you got to have insurance in place for that. Uh, these, these stores, they, they want to see insurance, you know, they got to be mm -hmm. added onto the insurance. So if something happened with your product that they can go and, and make a claim. The, you the know, real estate, the shelf space, the in shelf space, and, and you know, pay for that. the shelf space you got to pay for that. You know, that's not cheap. You know, uh, some of that shelf space could be you know twenty to forty thousand dollars a month. You know, to sit on the shelf. Um, what else you have? You got uh, logistics companies that you got to pay for. You know, you have all type of fees. And one thing about the retail store, anything that don't sell depend on how you negotiate the contract when you go in. Either they they you owe them a credit for that because they paid for it. Mm -hmm. Or you owe them um, some more product for that, where they're not going to pay for it. So either way, you know, whatever don't sell, you know, you are responsible for that as well, which that could be expensive, you know. So if you send a store, you know, two thousand loaves of bread and they only sell a thousand loaves of bread, then you got to eat up that that other thousand dollars. You know, the social component, you got to sell it, you got to market, you got to sell it, marketing crazy. Mean? So it's like. You shooting, you shooting videos, commercials, ads, yeah. you know, running ads. Even, even if you got social media, we got billboards, all kind of stuff. So you got that whole aspect yeah. where, and 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 that's that's one reason why we uh you know also is pivoting into you know the Black Bread University media, you know, yeah. because we we want we want to you know showcase how to do this, how to do it properly, you know, how to make the right calls, you know, and how to grow your brand and how to get into the stores, and at the same time, how you do not lose out on money. And going to the food service side. I love the food service side. Personally, I would rather do the food service side than the retail side because mm. food service side, once they buy that, it's theirs. So, yeah. They don't return it. You know, you guys probably been to buffets and all the food is out, you know, in the different sky lounges and different things of that nature, right? If if people don't touch it, they can't take that back. Like, hey man, I ain't selling nobody ate these eggs or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. You know, so they just throw it away or, or you know, give it away um, and they reorder. You know, versus like I said, retail. So they, they could come back as a buyback yeah. for sure. When you said something about the retail space and having shelf life, and I, I think we we had a, a couple of conversations where you have to pay depending on where you want to be on the shelves. Yeah, uh, is that a store by store cases, or or is that uh, like let's say a big retail chain like Target? Yeah. If I'm paying to be on the second shelf in the in the bread section, I say on the second shelf in all Targets. Yeah. Or is it? Store yeah. by, how does that work? So it's, it's store by store. So a lot of these stores, they have their own process of how they do one things. Um, sometimes they'll give you the space. And if you want to do something extra, like if you need more space, then they can charge you for that extra space. Or if you want like a, 
uh, end cap, you know, end caps is where you want to be because that's where a lot of the high volume is, is drawn because people are passing down the aisle. You know, everybody don't go into every aisle. Mm. But if you're walking down and you, you know, past the aisles, those end caps, yeah. you know, people picking those end caps Gets up. you every time. Promotion. Exactly. Every Promotion. time. So, so, like, if you want that space, sometimes you got to pay for that. You know, um, if you a minority, sometimes you could, they they they'll give you certain minority discounts and different things of that nature, um, and sometimes they don't. So it just depends. So it's it's definitely a store by store basis for sure. So what's the infrastructure as far as your company? Like how many employees? What's the roles? What's, yeah. What's the deal? With that? Uh, so so right now, man, we literally just downsized because, like I said, we moving uh everything to New York. So um, you know, we had you know about uh, ten employees, things of that nature. Right now, we down to two, right? We, yeah, we back in the trenches. You know, we back doing it. Um, and it's one of those situations where you got to kind of dive down to, to to build up, you know, where you want to be at. You know. Um, the pivot. It's, 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 it's a pivot mm -hmm. that, that, you know, we knew we was going to hit this point at some point where you got to shut everything that we doing, like, down for a second so that, that when it rebrands and rebuilds up that you just that much stronger. You know, so that's where we are right now. So, um, what is the vision for for the company, like going forward, like in the next five years, ten years? Where do you see the brand? Yeah. So, uh, in a realistic sense, man, uh, the next ten years, I think it's going to be in in every grocery chain store uh, in the country and and even around the world. Like we haven't talked about some of our uh, international contracts, but you know, and. I also feel it's going to be in every, uh, at least not, you know, most of every restaurant. I think in the next 10 years, people are going to be eating black bread products and not knowing it's black bread products, mm -hmm. you know, because those are the conversations that we have now. You know, um, for example, uh, we're about to be in, you know, a lot of these uh, uh, stadiums, you know, uh, through Levy restaurants, you know, and... That's another one of those uh, things where you eat a hot dog or a cheeseburger, you know, or you at the McCormick place, you know, something like that. More than likely, it's going to be a black bread uh, yeah. bun on there. Like, as y'all were talking, it made me think, because you said the peanut butter, and, well, the peanut butter sandwiches, and I automatically thought schools. Yeah, and so absolutely. I'm thinking, has, has that been a conversation that you had, especially coming from Chicago, 100%. especially being a, a black-owned company, even New York City, where we're talking about health, like I, I was a health teacher. Yeah, right. And so imagine having a company that's coming in and talking about the healthy choices that they have and all healthy alternatives. Have y'all spoken to chancellors of, of school districts about yeah. bringing that into a, the bread uh, into 100%. schools? 100%. Yeah. Institutions, definitely. And even that, that like from 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 the tangible products, being in the schools and actually serving uh, the youth like that, we also want to be in the schools physically ourselves. Educate. It's time literally for us to continue to just reach into that next generation of, of thinkers and, and just opening our minds to what we can have and what we can do. So again, we, we really just want to be a picture of that and be active on the ground. We got information from our lived experiences from starting this business and doing other things, but now it's really just time for us to actually lock in and be physically in those spaces and grow and, and, and educate our people as we educate ourselves and yeah. just, just build more people, more things you know, like this. And, and also as well as uh, like prisons. You I was know about to say, mm -hmm. that was yeah. off my next thing. Yeah. Question mm -hmm. yeah, you know, like 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 prison contracts is, is, is big contracts, you know, and at the same time, you know, they deserve healthier options as well, you know, uh, to be able to eat well. And 
that's one unique thing about Brad. And I, I, I pray like a lot more of us get into this industry because it's it's so many opportunities that, you know, we can't take them all, you know, and uh, they out here, you know. Um, so like you got the prisons, you got the uh, nursing homes, you got hospitals, mm-hmm. you know, you got military bases, you know, like when you just think of the vast amount of places that you can put bread in, it's, 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 it's ridiculous, you know, um, it's everywhere, really. It's, it's literally, it's, there. Yeah, it's, it's everywhere, yeah. you know, uh, and then we ain't even get into like the franchises, man, McDonald's, you know, Burger King, Subways, you know, like, you know, all, all of these, you know, legacy companies, if you will, you know, all have bread. You so know? you're able to make your bread. And not just slices, you're able to make buns. And- oh yeah, yeah. So so man, we got buns. We got we got buns. We got New York bagels. So it's actual. They made in New York. You know, they got they made in New, New York, York water. water. They here right We got you. Yeah, right. it's some New York bagels, man. So like we had to take y'all on a tour, a tour of the joint, man. Because one yeah. thing, like yeah. you said, one thing we had we, we wanted to do, we didn't want if we if we had a bagel, it got to be a New York bagel. That's a fact. You know what I'm saying? Like imagine being a. a, a <laughs> Another type. Y'all got, like, they got a prepackage. <laughs> I got a prepackage of bacon, egg, and cheese. Yes, exactly, for sure. The staple of New York, and nice. and that's what we trying to do with the uh, with the airlines right now uh, in the airports. You know, so like like it's 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 crazy, man. It's it's so much. It's so many opportunities. Like, you know, uh, we're gonna be in Bermuda. You know, that's our first international contract. You know, uh, in Bermuda, uh, it's at the one of the largest resorts and in the largest food uh, grocery chains as well. Just gotta you catch know, those ships. And, yeah, we just gotta <laughs> catch those ships, you know. Yeah. Um, but it's 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 a beautiful thing for sure. So as far as like government contracts, is that something that you talk about the jails? Because that's why I was yes. gonna ask you about the government contracts, because like are you registered as an NWBE? We're actually going through that process right now. Um we started a conversation maybe uh six months ago about some government contracts uh for Chicago and out in Texas, right? You know, so, in, in Texas. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we, we, we're, we're doing that process now, and uh, it's, it's, it's a pretty simple, straightforward process. Uh, well, I shouldn't say simple, but it's a straightforward process. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and same thing with minority, it's another certification for like airports and airlines mm-hmm. that people yeah. don't know about, you know? So we we, we getting all of that. Yeah, because like when you talk about government contract, a lot of time people, they think on like government contracts is like construction and stuff yeah, like that government right. contracts but government contracts is anything, it's, it's anything right? Man. Like, and like you said it's stuff that you don't even think about where in the federal government like english muffins and yeah croissants and bagels and bread like in the cafeteria and yeah. like these somebody's making it hey hey paper towels toilet paper yeah you know all, that like, all that stuff <laughs> everything like, toothpaste to- like it, like it's it's crazy and this is all brands that we can start getting into that we don't have no real participation yeah. in because nobody's know, thinking about it. Because no one's thinking like about it. Like I said, it. everybody's thinking about the the high level, you know, yeah. sexy, all one exactly. construction, and all that yep. stuff. But it's exactly. like, and that's important too. But like you said, nobody's thinking about toilet paper. Nobody's thinking about toilet paper, bro. Imagine if you had toilet paper in 2020 when all the stores was going crazy and we was almost running out of it. Hand sanitizers. You know, yeah, hand sanitizers. Hand sanitizers. People, like, people went crazy with that. Like, the, the, these companies, man, you can still be low key. You know, like you said, everybody want the sexy, everybody want the the you know Instagram appeal, but mm-hmm. the reality is like, dude, this is for real generational wealth. Mm-hmm. This is for real true building. This is something that you can pass down to your kids. And at the same time, every company's not meant for you to pass down. You know, you gotta have exit strategies. Some things you might want to just build up and sell, and then sure. sell. 
Yeah. You know, you, yeah. you you build a brand around it, you build it up, and you you sell it, and then you know you build another brand. Yeah, that was one of the questions I had for you when you were saying that there's companies that were reaching out. Yeah, and you was talking about you know the retail space, and I heard Kraft, and I'm thinking like, are they looking to acquire the company? So I have people approach you to say, we like what this brand is, we can see where it's going, man. we want to be involved. Listen, man, the first uh, three months, the largest bread company in the world, man, the world. reached out to us. The acquisition team reached out to us. It's Flowers Brand? Nah, they're oh. bigger than Flowers. Wow. You know, uh, you know, and they 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 was looking like taking us out to dinner. Yeah, taking us out to dinner and you know, so trying to like, hey, how you guys doing? Because once again, they don't know how big our our uh piece of the pie gonna be. You know, because once people hear about the brand and they they see it in the, like I say, it's followed by high quality. So I'm not with the you support me just because I'm black and you black. Mm -hmm. Support the the brand because it's a good brand. You know, if you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. You know, but nine times out of ten, you know, you're gonna like the brand. Was so, it a battle with coming up with the name? Because like when we heard we said niche earlier, I'm like. Is it niche by naming it the Black Bread Company? Did y'all like go back and forth with it, or you say, you know what, this is something we have to decide on? We we talked about it, of course. Um, personally, I kind of stayed quiet because, again, I I sit back and I listen to the conversation. I feel like it's already whatever you're creating, it's already been created. It's mm -hmm, already yeah. in 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 the atmosphere. So for me, I just kind of sit and I listen and I observe. And we kept saying. We're starting the man. We're starting the first black bread company. We, you know, so yeah. for me it was like the versus a or anything else. It's the mm -hmm. we are the first black bread company. So we are the black bread company. Anybody else can be whatever other company they want to be, yeah. but we are the black bread company. Um, just in that sense of, uh, to me it represents strength. Just the word black. It represents just being strong yeah. and being bold. Like we say, we're bold and fresh. So I got it. Like. To me, that's just that's just what it was. Everything I kept hearing kept bringing it back to Black Bread Co. The black the Black Bread Company. Yeah. So and 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 also like right with that the 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 niche is black people. We're the only people that think of a race when we say black. Just FYI, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. we anytime somebody say black, we the first one to think of of people. You know, um, other you know individuals they they look at black as a color. You know, it's 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 a color. You know, and black is a color. It, it means luxury. So like you say, so we're a luxury, we're a gourmet brand, you know what I'm saying? Like, and we're a black brand company, you know what I'm saying? So at the, at the end of the day, like the black means so much more than, you know, like a, a group of people, you know what I'm saying? Well, that's how I looked at it. I mean, cause it's one of these things, obviously I know you, so I know yeah. it's black, black owned, exactly. but it's like the black album, right? Or exactly. Black right. labeled, like, or your yeah. business is in the black. Like, it's like if it was the red bread company, right? Exactly. It's like, so I don't necessarily think that that because it is something to consider as far as you don't want to pigeonhole yourself to just black people. Right. Exactly. But when I think of like the black bread company, you don't necessarily automatically have to equate that to black people. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Right. Like exactly. Said, it's, well, just, yeah. it's a color. Yeah, exactly. And if you want to make sure you're not offensive, you know, because at the end of the day, it is a business. You know, we, we want to make money. And hey, guys, we don't own anything for real. So guess what? I can't put it in your grocery store, mm -hmm. right? So I I can't be I can't create something offensive and then say, hey, put this offensive brand into your store. You know, I can't do that. So you know, so I ha it has to be non-offensive. You know, but at the same time, we have to be proud and and be able to stand up and say it's okay 
to be proud of who we are, you know, because nobody get offended when we say a French fry. The potatoes made in, in Idaho, Idaho. Potato. You know, mm -hmm. the people that are making it is Americans. You know, you you find it, but then all of a sudden it's a French fry. But the but the branding you know? the, the branding is key. Yeah. As well. Mm -hmm. So again, when we talk about marketing and, and 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 spending money to push your brand, brand that's a that's a figurative thing. It's what you think about it. I appreciate yeah. what you think, what you thought when you heard Black exactly. Red Company. That resonates. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. everybody has a certain thought in their mind of what even what the phrase or what the term means. And then when you see it, when you see us, when you see what we represent, when you see the brand on the shelf, what does it look like as opposed to any other brand? It's, it should stand out. It, it should be something to it that another brand doesn't bring or doesn't represent. So really, like at the end of the day with a brand, you, it's, it's, it's a collection of your, your thoughts and what you think it is when you see it, when you feel it. What does it make you feel? That's facts. You know what I mean? So we see that from all kinds of people. You know, sometimes we've been in the stores uh, working and putting some of the bread on our shelves ourselves at the time. And yeah. you walk away and I see, uh, you know, an Asian woman go buy the bread or, you know what I mean? People just go buy because it, it looks good or they look at it, they read it, they see the mission statement and yeah. they get behind it. So yeah, like sure. the world is yours. Like there's so many things you can do. So right. what's, the, what's the marketing plan? Oh man, it's, it's, it's a world of things. Again, uh, always being inclusive is, is one and just pushing it, pushing it out that's why we're moving toward education again, because it's, this started with us, with what we didn't know. Yeah. We you know knew what I mean? we knew, we know what we don't know. Right. So the main thing is uh, media, staying in front of the people, being active in our communities. That's really been, been the biggest push. Social media is big for you? Social is, is, is very huge. Yeah. The digital space is huge. Uh, I, I look at digital, even just di digital real estate being huge and being key. The more spaces, that we can take up and fill up, yeah. the more we can actually introduce and produce different various brands with the same model. So- uh, Let's talk about the university. What's, what's this university thing about? Education. So again- Like it's an educational portal where you're teaching people? Absolutely. So um, at the end of the day, we've we've been able to build and scale brands yeah. um, in various ways in the digital space and also with tangible products. So uh, even between the two of us, it's just bridging those gaps and merging it together okay. because that's what got us here. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Me, like I said, I think I think in that digital real estate space of getting something, getting some, getting a product up online, e-commerce, different things in, in that avenue, and Mark uh, is driven toward you know the ta physical tangible, products, physical yeah. products, things that, and we bridge that together even to start this company, um, and we've pivoted back and forth. You know, there were times where the the, the digital and e-commerce was our lifeline. You know what yeah. I mean? selling, shipping online, things of that nature was, you know, really our bread and butter, if you will. And then now there are times where, okay, we on the shelves, bro. Yeah. You know what I mean? We, we got we got food service going and that's been a lifeline. Yeah. So just bridging those gaps and uh, building that community where we can learn and grow together and educate our people on yeah. tangible products, being in these spaces, building things and, and realizing all of these things around us, it's, it's an energy to it and somebody's making money off of it, somebody's generating revenue off of all of these things that we use, mm -hmm. you know what yeah. I mean? And just becoming a part of that. And, and, and we also, we got three eBooks too, that, that's, uh, mm. that's that we drop in uh, this week, you know, as well, you know. So Black Bread University, you know, they, they, mastermind your business. Yeah, exactly. So, so y'all documented the process as y'all were going through the journey. At 100%, Absolutely. you have to, you know, I mean, cause this is, you know, you gotta have your blueprint. You gotta know how you started, you know, you got to be able to see even your mistakes. Like, I love failures. You know, people might get weird with that. 
But failures are my favorite lessons to learn because those are the lessons that you don't repeat. You know, those are the mistakes that you don't repeat and you grow from them. So anytime that, you know, there's an opportunity to, to, to jump out and to fail, I'm excited about it. You know, a lot of people, they'll, they'll fail and they'll kind of walk away from me. Okay, that's one way not to do it. Or, you know, if I would have done this, this time, it would have been that much better. So even with the past businesses uh, that I had, you know, all of them made money, you know, however, they all failed in different ways, you know, and then uh, all, all of that that I learned, I could put into the Black Red Company and it's doing crazy numbers, right? Because I've made so many mistakes, you know, mismanaging money, misdoing this, you know, like, like you, you do that, like, you know what I'm saying, as a young entrepreneur that, that you don't get taught how to, to do business, you know, and um, as we learn, you know, we, we want to teach, you know, and even if it's just one person that we can help, you know, that's what we're looking to do, you know, and then like you said, merging that physical product to digital, I think that's how you keep a physical product independent, where the world is going more towards digital anyway, you know, mm -hmm. a lot of people ordering their groceries online. So if you order your groceries online, like we have subscription base, right? Now you can take bread off your, your grocery list. You know, your bread going to hit your doorstep. You know, you're going to be, you know, so you're going to have that when you order the rest of your groceries it's already there. So if we had, uh, you got like I said, a hot sauce or barbecue sauce that you want to go to market with, you can have your physical product. But one thing I would say, let's strengthen up, make sure you have a co-packer so you can on demand when it's time to grow, you, you have that option. You know, the issue is, you know, like I said, we want to do it ourselves. You cannot do it yourselves. That's how you get stuck in your business. You want to work on it. You don't want to work in mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. You know, the moment that you start working inside of your business, that's when you get stuck. Because if you don't, if you're not working, you're not making money. Right. And if you're not making money, you, you're not able to really scale. And if you're not able to scale, then what are you doing? You know, you should be able to scale up. And sometimes you got to scale back. Then mm -hmm. you can just to scale up even higher. Right. So, so the breadwinners are the people that are inside of the university? Is that how that Correct. works? Shout out to the breadwinners. Yeah, shout out to the breadwinners. So okay. the breadwinners is our community. You know, those are uh, the individuals who, who who support us, who help us, and then we pour back into them as well. You know, so we really big on, you know, giving back. We really big on, you know, going to schools, talking with the with the kids, you know, mentoring. You know, um, shout out to, uh, you know, uh, Dr. Eric Thomas. You know, he mm -hmm. took us underneath his wing. You know, oh yeah, um, he told me about you guys before. E. True, yeah, true, 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 shout out to true. ET. Yeah, yeah, shout out to ET and, and the team CJ. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, they they took Zunny they wing. You know what I'm saying? And so when he go to different schools, he invite us out. You know, uh, he was just in Chicago uh, last week. You know, and doing it at at a church. You know, he invited us out. We had bread at the church. It was a good time. He was he gave an incredible message, and we love that. You know, we love being connected to the people. You know, even like. We have like homeless communities, uh, you know, in Chicago. We don't just go and like give food and just, you know, like sit stuff because they don't like that, man. It's a lot of rodents and rats and all type of stuff there. So we go and ask them what do they need. You know, they need heaters in the wintertime, little self-portable heaters that, you know, they, they can't burn themselves up. You know, if, if anything touches, it cuts off. Right. Mm -hmm. um, they need tents. You know, they, they need, you know, some thick clothing, you know things of that nature. Sometimes they, like they need soap, they need toothpaste. They need the same things that we need, mm -hmm. but 
you know, a lot of people don't take the time to go and talk to them. So or, no, or a gift card for a restaurant. Yeah, yeah they exactly. Yeah. They, don't, they don't get welcome in restaurants. Because they, 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 they want hot food. So we, we go to different restaurants and buy gift cards and then just go there and just pass them the gift cards out. You know, so when they ready to go eat, hey, man, take this. And then we talk to the manager and let them know, like, hey, like, listen, please serve them. You know, they come in, place their order, even if they got wait, wait outside, you know, so they don't, you know, like mess with the other guests. Um, it is what it is. Just we want to make sure that, that you guys serve them, mm-hmm. you know, and oftentimes, you know, we haven't had an issue so far. So you guys merch too? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is the merch man right yeah. here. So, yeah, we got merch Black man, jackets. Black Red University hoodies, hats. I like, I like the jackets. Mm-hmm. Thank you, man. Dope you got to get the brand, right? Dope yeah. and fresh. Hey, let, man. Me y'all, let me get y'all sizes, man. We got y'all. Gotcha. We appreciate doing it. collaboration. Appreciate it. Appreciate <laughs> it. So, sure. all right, man. Well, this was dope, man. I appreciate you guys. Um, before we leave, let the people know, you know, um, where to follow you. Yeah. Where to order the bread, website, social media handles, all that. All day. Well, we got Black Bread University, so that's blackbreaduniversity.com, Black Bread University on all social media. Uh, I'm Jamel Lewis, Jamel Lewis Music on all social media. Yeah, I'm Mark Edman. I'm Mark V Success across, uh, I think, majority of, <laughs> of the media. Uh, yes, yeah, Black Bread University. I, I got one last thing for y'all. y'all I'm going to ask y'all individually. Y'all could just complete the sentence, all right? Mm-hmm. In 2023, the Black Bread Company will be? Everywhere. In 2023, man, the Black Bread Company will be uh, amongst the best, the top of the bread companies, for sure. That is. It's going to be speaking into existence. Get your, da- get your daily bread. Get your <laughs> daily bread. I love it, though. Very important. Troy, I was keeping right on. Yeah, shout out to everybody on Patreon.com. Shout out to all our earners inside of EYL University, the new and improved EYL University. Shout out to all of y'all. Shout out to all of our, our, our people on Market Mondays, our, our supporters, our group chat, everybody that's been part of that. It's been dope. Uh, and shout out to you, man, everybody that's been tuning in to Earn Your Leisure, making it the number one place for everything in the world of business. And entrepreneur, Chip, uh, we greatly appreciate y'all. Thank y'all. Shout out to everybody supporting the merch. I got my yeah. earners brand on. Shout out to yes, his access to liabilities. And shout out to these gentlemen. This, is, yeah. this has been really dope. I, I, I had an aha moment. It felt like it was a trucking episode when I was like, you know, I, you don't realize that this is a business. Mm-hmm. And I started thinking about all the places that bread shows up in. So this, exactly. was, this was one of those ones for me. Thank you. Not for thank go. you, man. Hey, uh, shout out to uh, Connect the Stars, man. Without her, we couldn't be here. So, <laughs> so thank you, Star. Yeah, yeah. Appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. Thank you guys for rocking with us. We'll see you next week. Peace. Peace. Yeah. Hey, man. Thank y'all. Thank y'all. My graduates from my school being Forbes. Bag drop. Bag drop. <laughs> F- a mic drop. Bag drop. Bag drop. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.